0: Gee, people, hello and bienvenidos to Blockchain Insider. I'm Mauricio Magaldi, Global Strategy Director for Crypto at 11FS, and this is episode 189. I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Kai Sheffield, Head of CryptoVisa. Welcome to the show, Kai. Great to have you today.
1: Great to be here. These are some of my favorite shows. We get to go around the world, hear from amazing people, spotlight on certain markets, and so we got a lot to talk about.
0: Absolutely. So we're going to continue drilling down on regions we think deserve more of a spotlight. In a previous episode, we focused on Nigeria and spoke to two amazing guests, Buchi Okoro of Quidax and Nescoin's Maya Cattle. And we spoke about the current state of crypto there in the country in Nigeria. This time around, we're shining a spotlight onto Argentina. Join us while we explore how the past couple of years have shaped this country's crypto sector What exciting new projects and initiatives are coming out of Argentina, the challenges they face, and as always, what we hope to see in the near future. To do that, we're joined by some amazing guests. So we welcome Eduardo novillo Estrada, CEO and co-founder of Agrotoken. Eduardo, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? It's super, super cool to have you with us today.
2: Hi, Mauricio Acoy. Thank you very much for having us here. Uh, Really happy to talk to you and and heard about uh, good, very good things about this program. So
0: very honored to be here. We're excited to have you, Eduardo. And we're also joined by Marcelo Cavazzoli, also known as Cello, founder and CEO of Lemon Cash. Cello, welcome to the show. How are you doing today?
3: Hey Mauricio, Guy, and Eduardo. How are you guys today? Thanks for inviting me to the show. Super excited to be talking about crypto in Argentina and in Latin America. Awesome.
0: So before we dive in, just as a reminder to our listeners, the views or opinions of our panel are their own and don't necessarily reflect those of the companies that they're representing. And as always, nothing we say should be taken as tax, financial, or legal advice. So go doing your own research. Let's get started. So we're gonna kick this off at the very beginning, where we can paint a full picture and talk about where we are right now and and how we got here. So at a at a regional scale um and i'm going to start with you eduardo uh what is your perspective on the current state of crypto landscape at the moment across latin america how has the adoption uh, uh taken shape what is you know the the uh the blockchain impact across uh latam and obviously specifically uh to argentina in the past few years
2: okay i think um first of all that, that blockchain and and, and crypto uh, they make a lot more sense now in the in the moment that we are in undeveloped countries no uh, so in undeveloped economies I, I heard that you your last interview was in Nigeria and Africa you know and and these these countries like like Latin America too where you have a lot of problems with currencies with banks uh, with regulations you know um intervene. So it makes a lot more sense in in this aspect and gives more um, freedom to people, no? They bring what? Well, no, what we are, we are DeFi, no? That's that's what we are, and and DeFi uh, brings more alternative to to the people that 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 live here in in this part of the world. Um I think it's been developing. Uh, very, very fast uh, in our countries. That is, got, it will go it continue to to grow very, very fast. Uh, and that will set like a standard and, a, and an example for the rest of the world. And um, I think, uh, personally, I think Brazil will be at the top of that list, for sure, uh, because of the not only the adoption, but the regulation. Uh, they are they have the most uh, at the moment friendly regulation I think in the world uh, with a central bank super proactive for everything that is uh, crypto tokenized uh, and uh, blockchain uh, we are in the moment we, we were born in, in, in Argentina uh, uh, but I am I am at the moment living in Brazil too so we are developing uh, all our uh, our major efforts into Brazil, but like I like I said before, I think LATAM is going to set an example for the rest of the world, uh, and I think uh, if if with the example of Brazil, La- the rest of the yeah. of the countries uh, in LATAM should take the the example of Brazil, and that will help a lot. Uh, and it's just it's just for me, it's just unbelievable all the opportunities that that blockchain and crypto can give to to the people uh, in in this part of the world. And now talking more about what we do in AgroToken that is tokenizing commodities. uh, We believe that is a way that people will uh, come to crypto, come to blockchain easier because we tokenize real assets, okay? So we tokenize wheat, corn, soybeans, uh, a piece of land, you know, uh, cattle, uh, energy. So these are things that they know that they understand it's not like you know like ethereum or bitcoin or things that they are really that i love but they are not so easy to understand for the rest of the people if what we are doing is we are putting the the layer of technology that is used in blockchain and crypto to real assets and i think i think uh, i would love to say that we will have uh, that opportunity to give a taxi driver you know to be a uh, uh, saving in something that he hasn't had the chance uh, until uh, this technology uh, was created.
0: Uh, yeah, great perspective, Eduardo. Uh, Cello, what's what's your angle to this? Because uh, as as token I know Lemon uh, started off in Argentina, is is expanding across uh, the other countries. Uh, what is what is and what is it with Argentinian uh, entrepreneurs that they are always expanding? I mean, I don't know any. Argentinian founder that ha- hasn't had, you know, their eyes in in growing, you know, in the region and internationally. How? What about that?
3: Yeah, so there, it's something super interesting because Eduardo, as he points out, he has more kind of like uh, this B two B utility case for for crypto, and it's amazing all of the tokenization. I, I believe it's going to be huge for the region. Uh, however, we, on the other side, we get to interact a lot with retail. We are uh, the largest crypto company in Argentina and the third largest in, oh, in the whole Latin. So um, I think that we, as, as Argentinian founders, we kind of like are in advance. So everything that is going on in Argentina uh, it gets reflected some year, years later in Latin America. For example, when I uh, when I see Brazil or when I see uh, Colombia in terms of crypto, it reminds me of how Argentina looked like, let's say, three or four years ago. So I think it's kind of like an advantage that we have that we can build a product in a market that has a need right now, and that product is going to be used in the next five years in the entire region.
0: Got it. Now, um, are there are differences, right? The same the same way we look. You know, we spoke about Nigeria and, you know, every country in Africa has their own challenges, needs, limitations, opportunities. It's the same thing in Latin America. So I just wanted to kind of poke your brains a little bit in terms of the use cases that you see that are more prominent for Blockchain, crypto in in Argentina specifically. Uh, in your opinion, Eduardo, what what are the top three use cases you see as like very much Argentinian in this space? Okay, I, th- I think uh,
2: the the most important is to um, saving, you know, keeping the value uh, of of your of your income. At the moment, is the most important because you know the the peso is losing a lot of value. Uh, every day and we have an inflation and always is the risk of of, of, of devaluation and we have you know I, I, but seriously we have like 20 more than 20 uh, kinds of dollars here so that is for sure is, is, is the, the first one for argentina no we are talking about argentina uh then for for transactions and cost for sure that is a, another one yeah, I, I would say those two are the most important here in in Argentina. I'm sure uh, Telo will will go more for the retail and and for the B two B. What we do in in specifically in Agrotoken with crypto is that uh, the the grain already behaves like like a like a stablecoin. Okay, here in Argentina, well, in Latin America. So if you want to pay with grain, it's something that they do. It's called barter. Okay. Or canje in, in Argentina. So it's like going back to, to the middle age, you know, when you, when you exchange your bag of, of grain for, for, for two chicken, for example. So what we are doing is we are uh, doing that frictionless for a fraction of the cost and doing it faster and simpler. So. F- that specifically in, our, in the tech industry, we are going to have a real big impact on on that, uh, on that too. Yeah. K-
1: could you just un- unpack, you mentioned there are 20 kinds of dollars uh, in Argentina. like what's the relationship between consumers and citizens with dollars in the market? What, what are examples of kinds of dollars and, and some of the historical context around how people look at dollars there?
2: Here, Telo uh, will help me a lot with this, but we are like, a, we are dollarized, but, n- but not, not, not officially. Okay. So people, when they earn money, they, they run and go to go uh, and buy dollars on the black market. Okay. Not unofficial. So we have more than a hundred percent difference between the official rate and the uno- unofficial rate. Imagine that. Okay. So, if I want to go to the bank and buy dollars in the bank, I buy uh, I don't know. Let's say for 200 uh, pesos at the moment. But if I go to the to in, in the street, I buy I I get paid 400 pesos. So imagine that. Then we have uh, dollar soybeans, uh, dollar for exporter, dollar for tourism, dollar for credit card, dollar dollar link. Dollar. We have. I promise you, we have. Like dollar for anything that you want to do, you have a different kind of dollar uh so at at the end people here uh, we have we have a hundred more than a hundred percent inflation in the last two years, so uh, the only thing that that kept, keeps you uh, your savings and the value of of purchase is the dollar but Cello, please help me with that that you are into retail more than than me
3: oh absolutely I think that um Crypto in Argentina has many use cases. One of them, of course, is hedging against uh, the devaluation and inflation. Um, Just to give you a little bit of context, $1 in 2017 uh, was equal to 17 pesos. And $1 today is equal to 490 pesos. So that means uh, a 96% drop. And those those are almost like uh, altcoins or or Luna levels, and the thing is the difference is that in this altcoin, let's say, uh, you are forced to use it, and it's super sad because it's the life saving of many people, millions of people in Argentina gets gets uh, disappear in just a matter of five years. So crypto in, on one side it. Kind of like it's, it's this safe haven, a way for people to save and store value. Um, but there's other use cases that, because of this situation that we are right now, it gives a lot of early adoption because people need it. And that early adoption enables a lot of other cool things. For example, in, in Lemon, we have, um, we mix what to onboard people into, into crypto and also into Web3. So we created that your profile in Lemon is actually an NFT, and super curious, but uh, more than one percent of the entire country has an NFT in Lemon. So you have a country with one percent that pe- of the people that have an NFT and that have a Web3 account. So that's that's super cool because that economical, let's say, situation that we have right now gives us the advantage of getting early into new products. Um, and there's, a, I think there's a, a lot of other use cases that are, are, are spawning. Of course, tokenization is, is super interesting, um, but I believe Argentina has this kind of like first player advantage, and that's why there's a lot of crypto companies and amazing founders coming out of here. Uh, and I believe that as Argentinians, we should use this opportunity uh, <laughs> because it's it's something that we we didn't plan for but we have it, and it's just to give you just one last number in argentina 94 percent of the population uh, at least on, on some surveys already heard about bitcoin i know what bitcoin is uh when you look at how many people use crypto we have more than five million people in in the country that have crypto so that's around uh 20 25 percent of the active uh population so from from the active economically active population, you have one fourth of the people that already have crypto, and around like twelve percent of the of the total population uh, have crypto. So um, it's a super techy and crypto um, adopter society, and and, and it's super. Uh, it's a very super important advantage.
1: And then when you when you talk about crypto in the use case of crypto as this hedge against pesos. What specifically does that look like? Is that stablecoins? Is that USDC or USDT? Is it Bitcoin? Like what has a a stronger perception from the retail customer base? Are they just looking for a new form factor of a dollar, which is just one of the many types of dollars they can access? Or are they looking for something else altogether in Bitcoin being digital gold that's not a fiat currency that they would rather have than, than
3: pesos? You know, that's super interesting. Uh, when we started Lemon, we had, of course, the theory that people will only use stable coins, right? You, you might think, yeah, people are just going to hedge against inflation and, and devaluation. And they're going to have stable coins. However, uh, we got surprised. And I and this is super different from other regions. I talk as well to African founders and here people... Uh, to give you context in lemon the the most let's say uh used token is of course if you sum up all of the stable coins you got stable coins in number one but in second place we have bitcoin then we have ethereum and then we have pesos so but it's super interesting because people use a lot of bitcoin um because if you let's say just look at one stable coin not all together we have more bitcoin in our custody than we do on stablecoins. So I believe that stablecoins kind of like are the first step. But I, I think that Argentinians, especially, they want to be part of the future. They understand that the dollar is going to have the same result maybe in, in more years ahead. So they are jumping straight to the future. They're, they're, they're jumping straight to Bitcoin. Got it.
0: Now, it's it's not always a walk in the park, right? There are challenges and, and obviously some challenges the uh, economy push people to crypto, but even in crypto, there are challenges for fostering adoption. So what would you say, Eduardo, are the, you know, the number one, two, three challenges for crypto adoption in Argentina? Is it regulation? Is it the existing financial system? Is it what what are are the factors that prevent crypto from being, you know, it is a big 25% is a big chunk of the economy how do you get to further 25 or, you know, how do you foster that adoption?
2: Um, Well, it's a very good question. I think uh, one of the biggest challenges is uh, trust, no? And that is all around the world, is trust on on the system and trust on what we are doing. And and, um, that is number one for me. That will come with regulation, yes. Uh, if it is regulated in the right way, yes, for sure. Uh, and and the other thing is the user experience, no. Uh, the user experience is not easy uh, for 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 normal people to to register on an exchange, you know, to have the passwords, to you know. That's why I think Lemon is so cool for that, you know. Uh, and and that that's why uh, we for us was very important the partnership with Visa okay we think the, the user experience of web 2 uh, is adopted everything is, is very easy now and uh, for for people to understand that they have their money or crypto in a in a credential that they use, that they know how it works and they can pay it everywhere in the world uh, that makes a lot of uh, a lot of sense and helps people to to start trying the uh the new technology, you know. So for me, uh, you know, there there've been episodes like you know the FTX and the Luna and all these things at last of the last year that they were not very helpful for the for the whole ecosystem uh, and and we need to to reinforce the trust on the on the system and, and and show the people that we are all not the same, no.
1: How do you think about the the regulatory environment in relation to Brazil? And it's been amazing to partner as a part of the Brazil lift challenge. And, you know, we've just seen how innovative the central bank has been and wanting to explore the benefits of tokenization and inviting the private sector in to, to demonstrate it. You know, where does Argentina's you know, central bank and, and government regulatory position uh, compare to Brazil? Do you see them kind of following Brazil and wanting to do similar things? Do they approach it from a different manner? What, what does that look like?
2: Yeah, like, like you said, we we partner with the Leaf Challenge. I think Brazil is like I like I said at the beginning. Brazil, for me, for me personally, is the number one in the world at the moment with all that is uh, blockchain uh, tokenization, crypto. You know, they are regulating it. They are regulating in a good way. They are. Uh, creating the the tools for bringing the private sector and and the retail and the people, you know, uh, educating the people about the the tokenization economy. So for me, it's number one. Argentina um, is not not the same at the moment. We have a very, I think, uh, uh, how you say nationalistic uh, government at the moment, and it's not very proactive to do all the things that is, uh, more into new things and creating new access to people because we are very restricted to to the to to people to get the dollars and, and other currencies. Uh, but I see a near future uh, with a lot of possibilities. I see uh, a new a new government coming now at the end of the year that is more looking at Brazil and what Brazil is doing and more in contact with that. So that will be great for the country. And I think is the the way that is going to, one of the, the great motors, the great engines that is going to to help Argentina to get out faster of the recession and all the problems that we have is going to be crypto for sure and blockchain. So I, I foresee a, a great future for Argentina uh, at the beginning of next year.
1: And then, what about uh, cello? Like, as you think about retail consumers uh, versus businesses, you know, is there a distinction of are small businesses using crypto as a part of the day to day? You know, do you serve you know, small businesses on your platform? Are you seeing any large enterprises look to accept crypto as a payment method? You know, because of some of the demand and, and interest, what does the the business environment you know look like in, in terms of their interest?
3: Yeah, you know, that was another theory that we had before. In Lemon we started with merchants, actually. Before retail, we, we went to a city called San Martín de los Andes and we onboarded 340 merchants. Uh, it was crazy. We you, you, you went to this city and you could pay everything with crypto. Um, we, of course, we made that simple so that the, the merchant could receive local currency, they could swap it. Um, however, what we figured out is that crypto right now didn't work so much for, for merchants, especially for small, small businesses, for one reason. They don't have, they don't have cash. Like, they don't have a, a positive cash. They, for example, money in is money that goes out. Actually, the, the, their cash flow is, is mostly negative. So what I mean is they are constantly in debt. Let's say you go and pay for a sandwich, that money that you use is gonna be used to pay employees, suppliers, providers. So crypto didn't didn't quite um, meet a use case for small businesses because they they actually don't they, they don't have a currency. They pay as they go. So I think that is gonna take a little bit longer than than we thought. However there, there are some other use cases especially when people sell um Different, different, uh, different things that are in in dollars. For example, if you sell computers or if you sell electronics that are mostly valued in dollars, then changing the price every day might be uh, not, not the best solution. For example, my previous iPhone, I purchased it using crypto, and the merchant, you know, I said, like, "Why are you using crypto?" Like uh, somebody taught you? No, they, he just needed that because it was useful. So I think that uh, for for payments. It's still a way to go. Um, however, what we are seeing is that a lot of companies are very interested in, you know, those companies do have a treasury, do have cash, and they don't want that cash to be devaluated. De- de- so a lot of companies are interested in how can they have um, treasury, their treasury, company treasury in crypto. And yeah, we're, we're, we're helping them in a way that uh, it's easy as well for them. So yeah I, I would say it's uh, it's not as exciting as retail um but it's it's more exciting than other places in the world of course
1: interesting so like high value items like luxury goods because of inflation you know those make sense to accept stable coins or or bitcoin for and then holding it on the corporate balance sheet is you know in the treasury you know to be able to hedge against inflation and so you think the problem that needs to be solved is how can a merchant pay their suppliers or pay their employees once they have crypto? So you need to have more infrastructure for other types of B2B payments for them to be interested in accepting it for broader use cases.
3: Yeah, I think that's that's, that's super hard um, to do, to happen. But yeah, if if that happens, that the entire chain could be on crypto. However, I think that there are some more Short-term um, options, for example, let's say one part of the chain can use crypto and that gets converted. For example, uh, in Lemon we have this card, um, which is the Lemon card, and you can use you can use your crypto to pay in any store, and the store doesn't need to uh, understand about crypto; they receive local currency. So imagine the same concept but applied to another part of the of the chain. So let's say a, 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 a merchant or a provider needs to pay something and they use crypto instead of pesos. So I think it's going to be more kind of like converting these this in-between layers of the chain rather than just replacing the entire chain, because uh, that's kind of like a much bigger effort and it's going to take a longer longer time.
0: So let's uh, let's see how that's going to evolve. Uh, we'll take a quick break for to hear from our sponsors. And we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Visa, one of the world's leaders in digital payments. Crypto has opened up a new world of possibilities, and Visa is helping everyone take part. Consumers can now enjoy the freedom and flexibility of using their Visa crypto link cards for everyday purchases at millions of Visa-accepting merchant locations around the world. Join us in this new money movement. Learn more at Visa.com forward slash crypto. Welcome back. In the first two parts, we covered the big picture, new and exciting projects and their challenges. So now it's time to turn towards the future. What we think and hope it may bring to this space. So in terms of opportunities, you know, going forward and, and maybe some of the challenges, I mean, what what is ahead of the Argentinians as as far as crypto adoption goes? What is what is that you expect that will unlock crypto adoption further in Argentina? Um, let's start with the B two B on on your end, uh, Eduardo, and then we can hear from Cello about you know the retail use cases. Okay,
2: in the in the B two B is like a little bit like I, I said before, but I I, I want to you know, reinforce it is uh, what we identified was that uh, the grain was already working as a stable coin, you know, here in 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 the agribusiness, no? Uh, in Latin America. Uh, so now is the adoption we are going to, our business model, we are, going, we are going through the merchants, okay? Through the suppliers, the suppliers of seeds, fertilizers, you know, tractors, all these these guys, that is a a tool that they can use to do barter, like I said before, no, to great brain. But what we are doing is we are giving uh, to do barter is very complicated. It's very complicated. Like let's say a um um a company like buyer, they need like 30 people in a department of buyer eh uh, of barter, sorry. So imagine that there are a lot of companies and a lot of people that they cannot do that. Uh, all around the country. So we are giving the opportunity to everyone to receive barter or to be, uh, how you say, they can keep uh, the token uh, and to be hedged against the inflation or, or the valuation. So we'll see the, we see the future that, that we are, for us is more like, like the present where uh, we are what we foresee in deep in this part of the world is we are very rich in, in natural resources. Okay, uh, obviously in Argentina, and we see a big a big uh, part of these natural resources being tokenized. So the big companies are going to tokenize uh, their whole operation, and and will bring a big economy of bartering, and will those tokens and those tokenization will be part of. Uh, they can be used as guarantee for loans too. So not only like I said, we like we are B2B to 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 F, we call it B2B to farmer, no? Instead of it's, it's like a B2B to C. That is the the, 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 the way we like to, to call it. But now you know a farmer can can use his 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 Visa card to pay the coffee in the morning with with grain. And and that will be you know, a massive adoption is is happening now, but we see that we see that uh, what we are doing and, and in Argentina, obviously, more uh, people will be bartering with their production and and all because of crypto. It's a
1: it's a super cool use case. And the other thing when you when you mention lending, that makes me think about it is it feels like DeFi protocols and you know a number of blockchain applications have demonstrated how collateralized lending can work really well. You know, you don't need you know, to, to create a big financial institution. It's, it's kind of a set of smart contracts that you can deposit assets into and then be able to borrow against it. Eduardo, when when you talk about lending, uh, one of the things that comes to mind is that it seems like DeFi protocols and applications have shown that you can have really efficient collateralized Lending products, uh, where you can deposit an asset into a smart contract and borrow another asset against it. The challenge is that the only assets available today are volatile cryptocurrencies, you know, like Ether and other tokens. And so, if you could take real-world assets, you know, like grain, and be able to utilize them inside the existing infrastructure that's being built out on blockchains, that starts to look like a really interesting lending product. If you can get a loan against grain that happens through smart contracts in a super easy, accessible way. And so are you starting to see that happen today? Or
2: how do you see lending markets developing over time? You just just said exactly what is happening. That's why, you know, and we always put the the example, our benchmark is Centrifuge. That is, you know, a a DeFi platform. So for us, that is our benchmark. And we are trying to connect the CFI and the DeFi, okay? We, we call ourselves, we like to connect, to call ourselves HiFi, that is hy- hybrid fi- finances, okay? So to connect the DeFi and CFI, that, and who, who will be the most uh, uh, that, will, that will get with a better price here, uh, the most advantage is the farmer. The farmer will only have, now we have a huge amount of people that can be able to uh, finance him. Okay. Now he has to go to the, to the suppliers or to the banks. But imagine if he can go to the DeFi world or the four of us here, we get together and we say, okay, let's, let's give this farmer, you know, $10,000 and he will pay it for, and he leaves his production as a collateral. There, there's no way that we are not going to get that money, you know? So it's exactly the same. And we are using the same reasonable, the same method that is using DeFi to bring it to cfi using a digital uh, a digital asset you know we we what we are doing is transforming that unmobilized mobilized asset that is grain into a digital asset a uh, financial asset sorry so that is exactly what we are doing uh great that you understand it so so quickly
0: and and to 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 for that to happen the technology is there the functions are there the assets are there but there is a space that needs to be there to enable that by the letter of the law, right Not every existing legislative framework will apply to the novelty that crypto brings to the table so Marcelo, if you were to ask anything for the new government that Eduardo mentioned that's coming in next year, so what is the what is the top one crypto priority that you think uh, this new uh, government needs to take care of, and then I'll, and then I'll go for, uh, the same for you, Eduardo. In, in sequence,
3: you know, uh, to be honest, what we need the most is let the industry grow. We don't need, we don't even need support. We are growing so fast, uh, and we are attracting so much capital that we don't even need, you know, uh, any any benefits. Of course, that would be amazing, but the truth is, we just need, you know, clarity and. Uh, you know an affirmation that we can we can build businesses that add value to the entire world without uh being scared of our entire business uh, shutting down uh, the next day so i think that that means um clarity on on what is okay what is not uh, and let the industry grow i think there are basically two approaches that governments can take especially in argentina i believe crypto is unstoppable you cannot um, it's, it's, there's no way to stop it. Already with 25% of the active population on crypto, you know, millions of, of, of especially the young people, uh, all connected in the internet. There's no way of stopping it. So I think there's two ways the government can can take this. One, they can try to stop it, uh, which is kind of an uh, the US approach right now. Uh, so regulations that basically cut fiat integrations that um, stop banking, stop banks. Um, and kind of like what happens is the talent goes away. the user ends up ends up using a foreign platform and basically you get out of that space or you can embrace it like for example, El salvador in which in which bitcoin is a legal uh, it's a legal currency and it's actually uh, doing a tax improvement for any entrepreneurs developing in the space. And that's attracting a lot of talent, a lot of companies, and probably going to get them a, 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 big, a bigger advantage uh, compared to your country. So I believe that Argentina, if, if we do things right and we let this industry grow by itself, no, again, no help needed, just clarity. Uh, I think that can push us um uh, much, much higher, especially because we already have that advantage. We are already, you know, that number one Web3 adoption country. So we just need to keep growing and and and, and keep building and adding value to, to the world. So the only thing I would ask is uh, clarity and, and, and a way for us to know that we can build a business from Argentina and that we don't have to move away from the country.
0: Eduardo, same thing for you. Just getting out of the way, that would that, be enough.
2: Yeah, that would be enough, I think. Uh, Cello said it very well. Uh, getting out of the way, and, and certainly it would be it would be great to have some regulation. You know that I think will 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 help everyone. Uh, so, like Cello says, the one that we are more established will have an advantage because we are we are already growing uh, very fast, and and we have the advantage to be the the first ones. But it would be great that. You know, to have the minimum regulation possible, and that, and and to for the government to let us grow, you know, uh, and and going do to do things, uh, you know, more uh, proactively uh, for 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 what we do, because at the end, it's good for the for the for the economy of the country and of the of the people. No,
0: got it. Yeah, we we've been. Um around the regulation discussion in the show a few times. And it is the 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 neo-geopolitical battleground. We're seeing that on the G7, we're seeing that on the G20. And um, I think as we learned from you today and from the Nigeria episode, the large scale adoption will come from the global south because that's where we're solving real world problems. Now, that wraps up today's discussion. Oh, my God, thank you so much, uh, all of you for joining us today. Um, Where can people find more about you and your companies, Um, Eduardo? Uh,
2: Yeah, our website is uh, agrotoken.io, so they can find us there. Um, And whatever the the questions are, we are very happy. We we would love to have the, the opportunity uh, we are talking with Cello a lot about uh, giving access to all the Lemon community to to buy, you know, um, our tokens. We are not listed yet because of the regulatory thing that we were just talking, uh, but we have everything organized with Cello. And we all love, you know, like like this, uh, you know, the, the early adopters, the young adopters to, uh, to get involved what, in what we are doing, because I think... Uh, it could be very beneficial for them for for their economy and and to help the farmers no to help the farmers to have a a better uh, financial tool and and to be partners with the with the new generations so uh, that that is what i i would i would ask for and people to to get involved with AgroToken token and and to help us to to grow the community because it's we are you know what we are doing is for the for the small farmers and uh, for the environment so we can help the environment too
0: love it cello how about you and lemon
3: yeah you guys uh can follow us of course on our social uh, media where lemon app. uh and if you are in argentina brazil colombia mexico uruguay peru and ecuador you can download lemon you can have an account you can uh your own uh, nft if you don't have this this could be your first one and, and yeah, for us what we what we our mission statement is launching civilization into the future of the internet we believe that we are in a in an inflection point what's coming is probably the best decade in the history of the internet and what we want to do to contribute is to help onboard people to amazing things that will happen just like like agrotoken empowering uh, you know farmers there's going to be hundreds or even thousands of use cases and people are going to need a way to access them to, to onboard. So we are happy to to help uh, the, the way we can and happy to do this with our community, uh, with our all of the, the Lemon community that can join and can be part of this amazing project and part of launching people to the future of the internet.
0: Love it. If life throws <laughs> you lemons, just build a new That's internet. That's
3: a good phrase. I like
1: that.
0: <laughs> How about you, Kai? That's
1: great. I'm on Twitter at Kai Sheffield and Visa.com slash crypto. Uh, amazing episode. Awesome to, to learn more about these markets and just how much real world adoption is happening uh, in different places across the world. So thank you both for coming on.
0: As for me, you can find me at 0 Mauricio on Twitter, Mauricio Magaldi on LinkedIn, and of course, 11fs.com. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, follow our podcast so you never miss an episode. We have lots of exciting shows coming up and we can't wait to share them with you. If you can't wait until the next episode, take a look at the many, many previous episodes we have on our catalog and get yourself properly immersed in the world of crypto. And if you really love it, please leave us a review. It helps us make it better and helps other people find the show. As always, if you want to join the conversation, find us on social media. Just search for 11FS or Blockchain Insider or email us at podcasts at 11FS.com. This is all for today. Stay rare. Stay weird. LFG.